1: For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story.
2: In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary.
3: This episode of Film Sack is brought to you by the generous contributions of listeners like you. Go to patreon.com frogpants And show your love for Film Sack today. So,
4: a magical crown was forged that would allow those of royal blood to command the Golden Army if unchallenged. I am King Balor, leader of the Golden Army. Is there anyone who disputes my right? And in his throne room, no one challenged his word. Oh, wait. What if someone could challenge him?
3: You're in love. Have a beer. Yeah. (laughs) This is Film Sack. (laughs) Oh, sure. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to Film Sack. This is Film Sack, episode 383. I'm Scott Johnson, and we are mining the very depths of film entertainment for all mankind. Joining me today, Brian, is this a Christmas movie,
1: away? You know, I thought about that, and I'm going to go with yes. All right. Oh, hi, right. dearest Del Toro. Please don't start weaving me a story about a one-armed elf king and not reveal what happened to that freaking arm. I mean, was he born that way? Did the humans take it to fill their empty heart holes? Did he lose it in a cookie baking competition up on Keebler Hill? (laughs) Come on, man. I need details. You can't just drop a bomb like one-armed elf and run away laughing maniacally. Hold on. Was that it? Did he lose it in some mythical high school prank gone wrong? Perhaps he cooked that cherry bomb a little too long before tossing it into the toilet. By the way... (laughs) I heard that is how Randy lost 40% of his hearing in his right ear. True story. <laughs> huh? Anywho, just need closure on that arm thing, man. Yours truly, both arms, Brian.
3: There you go. <laughs> I don't know where you come up with these things. Also, <laughs> uh, with us, Randy, he's the fertility god I would bid on, Jordan. Aloha
2: Scott, Brian, Brian, and welcome to Monster, Monster, the Monster Emporium where we have monsters. Sure, we've got the monster whose name is right in the title of the film, and we brought back all of his friend monsters, but that's not all. We've got little monsters who eat your teeth. We've got big monsters who weirdly have pretty much the same right fist as the first monster, only better, only worse. We have albino monsters, and tuber monsters, and some sort of forest druid tree form monster, but you better act fast because there's only one of those left, and Just when you start to say, this is too much, Monster, Monster, the Monster Emporium, with too many monsters, they stop to feel special and entertaining. We say, screw your familiarity, Brady Contempt. Here's a whole damn army of golden monsters. Oh, my God. How many monsters do we have to kill? Definitely, we're going to kill Whitey. Yes, we are going to kill Whitey because monsters, monsters.
1: (laughs) Man. Do you you type your notes in all caps? Right.
2: 40%
1: hearing loss. That's why you're getting that.
2: Literally, I literally am wiping spittle off the screen. Ew. (laughs)
0: Foul. Uh,
1: That spittle on my
0: screen. That was so loud. Yeah.
3: By the way, to the guy on Twitter who says he has a blue uh, Yeti microphone he'd like to donate (laughs) to Randy, just let us know and we'll work it out. I'll
0: pay for express shipping. We'll get shipping.
3: Uh, with us finally, and as always, Brian. This guy is way better in this than he was in that terrible Death Race sequel. Ibit.
0: Oh, he totally was. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, hold on, I need a little more volume. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So, all right. Good. Yeah. Uh, Mr. Guillermo, the uh, production team is here to talk with you about the creatures you want to create for Hellboy Two. See.
4: Ah, yes. Send them in. Hello, team. What's Why this am I Russian? What is the Russian
0: accent? <laughs> <laughs>
4: I practiced this for hours before call today. Uh, yes, yeah, sending in. Hello, team. Here are my ideas for the monsters I want in Hellboy 2. First off, do we have a fishman? Good. I need to have fish man in everything. I love fishman. Next, I want to have a goblin market. Lots of goblins and a guy with church on his head, like a regular head, but I wanted to have an ornate church on the top. Next, give me a creepy monster guy with no eyes. I need to have no eye-creepy guy in every movie, too, like like Fishman. Okay, good. All right, thanks. Get started.
0: <laughs> uh, Mr. Must... I'm, I'm taking everyone's lunch order. What would you like, sir?
4: I want four pieces of Wonder Bread. Assemble it <laughs> with toothpicks to make an open-ended cube. Then I want lamb uh, entrails. Uh, guts. You know guts? Yes, guts in center. Put it in a Whirlpool toaster oven for exactly three minutes, and then stick Hershey's chocolate bar in center. <laughs> Then have it served to me by Fishman. I love Fishman.
2: Seriously. So I'm, I'm telling you, you could watch interviews with him on YouTube and know how he sounds. Yeah. I know.
0: I Like, I seriously, right before the show, watched uh, him get interviewed <laughs> on Jimmy yeah. Kimmel yeah. and practiced along with him. And just as soon as I go into that guttural, it's like right into Russian. Uh, well, uh,
2: the, World, the World Cup is on. And oh. uh, I don't know. I don't know if you've turned it on, but there's been a lot of Russians. There's been a lot of Russians. Yeah, there, yeah,
4: no, there no, are there are many Russians. Yeah. I just slip <laughs> right into Russian whenever I
3: do that growly growly voice. Yeah, the Russians are always. Uh, they're actually doing very well in the World Cup. But here's the here's the deal. This is a, a movie I hadn't seen yet because I don't, don't remember why I didn't see it in two thousand eight. Probably because everyone else didn't see it because the Dark Knight uh, pretty much eclipsed anything hey. else that came out that summer. Uh, I saw it, but well, it's because you're you. But here's the deal. Yeah. Uh, I freaking love this, and I'm going to let Scott Fletcher explain. Hellboy 2, the Golden Army. The mythical world starts a rebellion against humanity in order to rule the earth. So Hellboy and his team must save the world from the rebellious creatures. Jeez, that's a it's a reductive intro. It's not right. Fletcher's fault. Mm, yeah. but I wouldn't I, watch it either if I yeah, yeah, <laughs> read that, it's not that great. synopsis. Not great. Anyway. Uh, hey, it's Hellboy two, and uh, I missed this one. But I don't know why, because I,
2: li- I really like the first one, and I like. I'll tell you, I yeah. think I think it, you got it right with the two thousand eight thing. Mm-hmm. I think that by the time you've seen Iron Man and Wally and The Dark Knight, blah blah blah, like that was a huge year for movies that kind of fit into this space. You know, the action mm-hmm. excitement, kind of uh, not not very not very mature, you know what I mean? So, like, aimed at older audiences.
3: Yeah, it's a bummer because, I don't know, I feel like this got overlooked and it shouldn't have. And, in fact, they overlooked to the point that the third movie that was always planned, this was supposed to be a trilogy, just never happened and likely never will, at least in in that iteration. Yeah. Uh, And I remember remember
0: thinking the first one, was kind of lackluster and thought, "All right, well, yeah, no need to go into C number two. I mean, in <laughs> retrospect, I mean, this was far better than I remember the first one being. I haven't seen the first one in in forever, so it may, maybe I'm just remembering other things of the time that completely yeah. surpassed I, it. But, I liked uh,
1: two better; it was more fun.
0: Oh, way more fun! I, don't, don't
1: get yeah, me wrong; I, I, I liked I one the crap out of this, yeah, but two is fun.
3: I had a blast with it, and I and I didn't yeah. know kind of what to expect. I've seen I've seen him one a ton of times, so I you know kind of knew what that was about. But I didn't I didn't know what to expect. I'm a huge fan of the comic. I've read them all and love them. And uh always felt like they had the right tone uh tone for the movie. <clears throat> they kind of nailed that stuff pretty well. First movie has problems, but I felt like, well, we'll see. You know, like how's the sequel? Obviously, if it was better than you know if it's if it was great then we'd have had a third one by now and now i see it i'm like no oh, this was pretty good i don't know my, what happened there
2: bummed it me up it is great like the on rotten tomatoes hellboy 1 is 81% hellboy 2 is 86% yeah
3: yeah it's a higher it was received you know critically better like I, I don't know. I just had a ball with it. It felt like, mm-hmm. it felt like somebody said to, to Del Toro in a probably not Russian accent. Probably said, <laughs> they just said to him, "Hey, you want to do? You want to go nuts with your creature effect stuff that you love so much? Right? Because he's obviously I, a I huge think- fan of that stuff. And you got Doug Jones in there, and he'll do whatever you tell him to. Put he'll put on mm-hmm. whatever." I mean, he's like three. He's like it. three yeah, characters fish in
1: costume. I, yeah. I think you nailed it, Scott, because this is okay. So the Hellboy one, Del Toro was kind of eclipsed by the character Hellboy. That's what we're going to see. But we had Pan's Labyrinth between the two, right? So we were yes. actually we had a more confident uh, Del Toro uh, coming into
2: this, to, and to, more confident uh, producers. Yes, like Hellboy Two was definitely guaranteed. Like as soon as Hellboy One opened, they announced Hellboy Two. Yeah, but it helped so much that he made Pan's Labyrinth, and that was, uh, you know, Academy Award nominated film and all of this stuff. Right. That that really, uh, like, they go right into making Hellboy Two coming out of that, and it actually kind of feels like Pan's Labyrinth is sort of a middle movie in a trilogy. Yeah,
1: almost it feels like the same universe for sure because of yeah and the conclusion.
3: way he does you know mm-hmm. there's always there's always some creature with eyes in the wrong place and you know <laughs> or no <laughs> eyes with the yeah a big
1: flat face
0: and that yeah.
3: flat-faced angel of death thing and this one is also doug jones like that guy's yes your body mm-hmm. he's your guy to put in these suits and have him do this stuff and also this is the movie that marks uh them letting him speak with his own voice and i i never understood why they had david hyde pierce do the first one or have them do yeah. the BO. And it used to no, drive it me. Okay. Fine. It, it sounds okay. great. Yeah, yeah, it was annoying to me that they did that. Well, I dug around, figured it out. Dugged. The producers thought for <laughs> Hellboy one because when that came out, uh, Fraser was still a huge deal, and David Hyde Pierce was very bankable. Um, he they thought that that would make the movie a bigger hit if they had his name attached to it. The problem is when they got done with production, David Hyde Pierce sees this thing and says, "I don't feel good having my name in these credits, <laughs> not because the movie's okay. not good, but because." Doug Jones does all the work here. He yeah, goes, he, yeah. I don't feel like he It was out of deference to Doug Jones. He felt bad about that. He said, I don't want to. So take me out of the credits. So he's nowhere in any of the credits. You only mm-hmm. know it because you recognize it. And that's straight up right. it. So this next time they just let Doug Jones talk, which is, I don't know why they didn't in the first place. Well, I do know mm-hmm. why, because they were trying to, you know, they're trying to up the box office. Capitalize by on name. the name
0: of right. Exactly.
3: Right. But Abe Sapien was supposed to get a, a spinoff. That hasn't happened um, they were supposed to do all kinds of things with this franchise. It? He
0: kind of has. It's, yeah, it's his, the Shape of Water. Right, Shape of Water. That's exactly, exactly. That was his this story. Could be, shape of Water could be the prequel to Hellboy, and yeah. he just finally finds He's his our, voice and joins the BPRD. He does like the fishmen. You're not wrong in your
3: statement at the top of the show. But it's, it's it's just a delightful thing. I really enjoyed it. It's it's yeah. It's maybe more than. I don't know. It's hard
1: not to even even looking at IMDb's photo of Doug Jones. It's hard not to see Fishman, even in his regular clothes. Oh yeah,
3: you can't even do it when you watch Star Trek Discovery, which he is fantastic in, by the way. He's my favorite character. He's really a
0: Fishman.
1: He's just playing a human. He's basically just space (laughs) Fishman. I
0: believe that actually. If you right,
1: (laughs) that's his natural form. Fishman. Yeah. He's
3: uh, just I just love him. He's like an unsung Mm -hmm. hero of of great. Great things, I
0: but did, it's I most efficient. One of my best, one of my favorite things about Star Trek Discovery is uh, is yeah. oh, yeah, he's
1: easily my favorite character on there. Like, I easy. did get a, I, I did get a room temperature when we was watching this. I had, I was watching with uh, multiple age groups and people who had really never seen Hellboy, and one of them said, Is he trying to be like a C3PO kind of thing?
2: And I was like, No, no, a <laughs> <Maybe. No. laughs>
1: little, no, maybe
2: a little <laughs> bit. Okay, no. So, so in this film, the uh, actor. Vo- the voice is different than the the person manipulating the character is Seth MacFarlane as Johann Kraus. Yeah, yeah. yeah and <laughs> now- and at the time, I remember not thinking at all about that voice, but this time watching it with the last 10 years of Seth MacFarlane everywhere and all of his voices, he just returns these same stock voices so much. Yeah, this it is actually the... kind of annoyed me that I was hearing <laughs> I Seth MacFarlane.
3: Like. <laughs> yeah, I totally agree. It that's the only thing that really annoyed me because I knew it was Seth MacFarlane and he was doing the fish from American Dad.
0: Right. True. Well, what's cool is I didn't realize. I didn't. I, I remember seeing his name in the credits. Completely forgot about it. Did not know who was doing the um doing the voice. And I so, I, uh, I envy I, you then because I've forgotten that didn't annoy you because
2: you didn't because you'd forgotten
0: because I, I completely forgot. Right. Yeah. And I
2: yeah. If, when we get a second season of the orville i'm expecting him to do, use right. that voice at some point <laughs> for a joke,
0: a new german uh addition to the crew or something yeah,
2: yeah.
3: it's it's uh yeah. i mean in the comic that character's in there it's interesting like mm-hmm. they went all in on this like that's one thing i like about it, is it really embraced the comic world uh in a way that may have even put off some audiences like i could see some people seeing this and going what it's like a demon guy with a gun and a Flame yeah, I used, there was
1: there was a little bit. I, I agree. Uh, now, my opening talked about the one armed elf that that is actually answered in the comic series. But the fact that they just left it hanging or left me hanging with no, you know, character <laughs> development, just we're just going to mention he's a one armed elf. Well, isn't well, is that the a... reason why he's killing humans? That's some... I'm not going to say. Is that going to come up? I'm not going to say. Is it? I can't even tell he's missing an arm because both the arms look normal. Isn't that some right? old? It's old Celtic legend stuff, though, right? Like the Baylor right, dude right. and all that. Did you
2: guys get tired he has of a, like
1: a stone hand or something like the a stone hand? Go ahead, whatever it is.
2: Did, yeah. did you did you at all get tired of a lot of the monsters being introduced and then killed? Um, like a I, lot. I, I hated that Wink passed to died because I, I yeah. was yeah. Oh, Wink really
1: with, the,
3: with the retractable uh, metal fist. The retractable, fist. right. Yeah, so much fun. Yeah. Total
0: to zipline zip fist. Yeah. Zipline <laughs> hand. Yeah, it was pretty right. good.
3: Except I don't like that it, at one point it was, cousin not Cousin It, what's the name of the thing in uh, Adam's family, the hand? Thing. Oh, Thing. Yeah. No, thing. <laughs> <laughs> when it's doing the Thing run uh, back to him instead of being pulled by the cord, it was kind of dumb. But other than that, mm-hmm. pretty rad. It felt meaty and cool. There's some really good shots of, like, him doing the retraction in the far foreground uh, or background right. and then in the foreground you have Elfman uh right. who as I mentioned at the top of the thing I don't know if anyone caught this but he was he's played by Luke Goss who was that dude in uh, that that oh. bad yeah. very impressive looking guy uh, he's really. awesome in this uh, he he convinced me yeah. in this he can act he was terrible yeah. in that death race a sequel thing we saw it was horrible in that
1: uh, yeah
3: and that wasn't the goofy trade. roger corman corman one it was like the proper direct yeah. video whatever one and it was bad and i thought well i don't care about this guy at all he's super cool in this My yeah
2: man. yeah he's great yeah and uh, uh poor man cynthia nixon as a uh, as the sister <laughs> uh, i was, I was thinking walking.
0: poor man's uh poor lady uh, Ally
1: McBeal. Um. And, so Anna Walton. Oh, yeah. Anna very Mc,
3: Ally McBeal. That's funny you say that.
1: Yeah, I, I I can see that. She does kind of like have an Ally McBeal yeah, kind of thing. A little going bit. On. Yeah. That, that, They have similar.
3: Mrs. Harrison. Eyes. Mrs. Harrison Ford. Yeah, she looks like somebody yeah. Harrison Ford might stare at a little bit when she walks
1: by.
0: <laughs> but she's a really. List like I'm trying to. Been, trying right,
1: to oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, 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 So yeah. she's. A, I thought she was a really good pick for this because she does have like this almost princess daintiness. That you would expect from inbreeding from years and years of inbreeding elves, and, <laughs> like
0: but I mean not a, in a, ba- not in a how bad how way. That compliment, right. I look how that compliment! Like really rail. took a, a one eighty right. yeah. halfway through. right off the rails. <laughs>
1: yeah.
0: But no, uh, she did. She did have very a very elfin lady. quality to her. Like you see, yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, I was looking for El Toro's uh, voice. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I saw interviews with her too, and. Um, without all that makeup she still has this very elfin quality to her like she she could pretty much get a job in every hobbit lord of the rings yeah uh warcraft movie i'll tell for you Liv time.
1: tyler is just the best elf though she really looks like an elf she, she looked pretty She's elfy to me elf. yeah pretty pretty yeah. elfy but
0: so Except like for the the cookie crumbs in her belly button <laughs> oh yeah
3: that's no good no, i've well. been
1: trying to get these out for years
3: not el- i'm not <laughs> so elf like at all So wait a minute though, Brian. You mentioned somebody on TMS yesterday that you really like uh, from Doctor Who, Billy. What's her name? Oh, Piper. 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 Oh yeah, she'd be a great Great. elf. I think she would totally be a great elf, like a badass elf that would like Mm -hmm. run you through with swords and staves and things. Which was one thing this guy had. Like I really thought the choreography for his like training montage, where he's like just working out in the sewers with his sword and everything, super good. Like that stuff looked great. Mm -hmm. Uh, that's the other thing visually this thing totally holds up there's a mix of digital and practical going on here that looks awesome i don't know if he was just like given the keys to the kingdom but that whole scene we keep referring to uh, the the market area is Mm -hmm. I'm, i'm i'm just gonna say it and this is gonna be controversial for some but i think that's like levels better than what we all thought about the cantina scene in star wars when we first saw it you walk in there and you're just like, man, look at the variety of stuff. And Ibbet with his description of a guy with a church on his head is not incorrect. That is exactly what they did. Yeah, this guy with a church on his head. No, and I think
0: it's it. it more to um, just the level of technology and what we're what they were able to do now compared to Star Wars, what they were able to do in seventy seven, than it is for the creativity. Because yeah. the cantina scene is, I I can't I can't say. I mean, it's iconic. If both it's... of them were created today. Right. That one would be better than the other. Right. But this one does such a great job with fully realized different creatures that all look like they came from the same world, which is the best part. They don't look like, right. all right. Now we've got shoebox head dude, and now uh, we've got you know a uh, gumball machine head over here, and then yeah, you should you know, really watch like if you have it.
1: Now you yeah. say you watch some YouTube videos. Uh, there's uh, I have the special edition uh, DVD, of, of course, do. Of course I do. I popped in the the extras last yeah. night, and uh, Del Toro likes to. He, he likes the extras. And, man, he he just outlines everything from their first production meeting. when They don't even have chairs in this room. It's just them and all the production people planning stuff out, and they're all sitting on the floor, and they're just <laughs> going down, you know, what his vision is and how they're going to execute. And then it breaks down into the, the actual model building and stuff, and they show yeah. a lot of the model building. And it is just freaking outrageous and breakneck speed that they're building
2: these uh, – these things
1: and it was just oh,
2: it's amazing and and i want to point out there's there's a, some good storytelling going on here too it's not just wow look at this wow look at that uh, gdt is a master of telling a story that goes into these places and continues through them mm-hmm. and so for for example like one little trope here that keeps uh, popping up in this film is uh whatever you do yeah, it's a uh, uh, my way or his way. Don't do it his way and then of course uh Hellboy keeps doing it his way mm-hmm. and and succeeding. That's a that's an yes. important part of that that trope is that we don't want to do it Hellboy's way, but when he decides to punch somebody in the face, he gets what he's after. And <laughs> that that trope is repeated and repeated and repeated and it comes right into the troll market and the trope comes up twice in the troll market Mm -hmm. and then and then carries on and it's like gdt doesn't just rest on his laurels as a set designer and a character creator and so forth but there's also story in all of this that that works i thought it was beautiful
3: yeah, mm-hmm. it's, it's, um, I don't know. He's got a, he's got a vision that's very distinctly him. There's a, there's a point in this thing where, oh, I, the, the part I really like is the death of these, these elf people is signified by them being run through with some sort of sword and then they turn into basically stone. Yeah. But they have opted here visually and aesthetically to go for something closer to like limestone wax. or like a wax. Yeah. Or like, it, yeah. like soap almost. The, key, like, the
1: father. The father actually turns into a tree, uh, and then the the two the twins they actually do turn more into stone. Uh, so it's mm-hmm. an interesting. I, I don't know what all is backed by that story, but um, it's this it's this attention to detail
3: though that I love. I love it about it. Like he he he'll, he'll, right. he'll decide on a color scheme and a, an aesthetic or whatever, and then he'll lock in and go, "Okay, this is what we're doing. Like we're going to stay here." It's the shape of water is like that. It's like we're going to mm-hmm. go with this blue hued. Uh, sort of everything's going to be sort of a, a shade of blue,
1: and we're locking Which in. Great with the blood they show in that. It's yeah, just,
3: uh, it's really cool. So I don't really know. Depressing. I just feel like he's a he's a huge nerd. He loves nerdy stuff. He's into. Um, he's into things we are. Like, every time you see him saying something on Twitter, I'm like, you're just like the most regular dude I've ever heard. <laughs>
0: <laughs> right. The the interview that I watched has him talking to Jimmy Kimmel about wearing a CPAP and getting this call yeah. in the middle of the night to let him know that he'd been nominated for all these Academy Awards for uh, Shape of Water this yeah. year. He just seems And he's so like, all right, this is just going. a normal dude. But, yeah. Um, yeah. where you know, where does, if
1: if he were to not have movies, where would all this weirdness <laughs> where <would he> get <laughs> right. funneled out? Like, like if like, he were looking at the, the yeah, if he was working down, I don't know Applebee's or something. What would Bastion he do with Robin, that? Like, <laughs> he's bizarre. Yeah, totally. Like I feel like he's got the yeah. he, he's what
2: luckily.
3: What flavor would you like? He, now let me tell you what I'm gonna give you. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's it's just a really interesting guy. and He just seems I don't I don't know like. I don't want to get too <clears throat> admiration. I've learned lately, uh, boy. Yep. The last couple of years. Don't, don't get too many heroes. Cause something weird will happen. And yeah, you gotta be careful. then you'll
1: end up watching this movie and go, can I like Jeffrey Tambor now well, or not? Yeah. I know. Oh, yeah. right. <laughs> <laughs> no, you can't. <laughs> I, I, I,
2: I'll tell you the, there was a, another side of the creativity of this film, which is, uh, Danny Elfman, um, could not have picked a better, more whimsical composer for the music right. in this movie. Uh, like it, it's just, and it's just another one of those layers. Like, the film just has it right in all these different places.
3: Did you find mm-hmm. any of that sort of? Um, I mean, I agree, and I love Danny Elfman, so this is this mm-hmm. is this is kind of not a criticism at all. But I, but if there was one thing about the movie, I, I definitely felt it was kind of the the, the music seemed a little. In a couple of places, just a little primitive. overblown, like, oh, whew, okay, easy, slow down there, giant. <laughs> like, it just <laughs> seemed, it seemed like they're really into punctuating every possible moment with as much orchestrated yep. Danny Elfman as
1: possible. This For the most a, part, I liked this is it. A, but... Even though I, was, I think this was more of a Christmas release, but this felt very summer release to me. It felt, was it a summer release? Uh, I can't remember. This was, uh, I
3: don't remember either. I had, on, that. I had it up on...
2: Um... Because it felt very yes, it felt like a very summer of, release. Yes, July. Yes. It came out it came out a week before Dark Knight. That's a problem. Yes. Oh, yes. That wow. is a problem.
1: Yeah. But it was very much a summer movie. I mean, while there are things to dig into here, I mean, mostly it's all about blow me away. I'm gonna sit here and I'm gonna sit in the air conditioning in my theater seat and I want you to just throw some visual and audio stuff that just makes me go, Wow, this is what the th- theater is all about. Sure. But
3: also, see, Scott, yeah.
2: Scott, I felt the opposite of you. I was actually put off by the pop music because mm-hmm. it felt like, uh, like I get that it's funny, right? It's yeah. funny when suddenly they're playing some. Barry Madelow. Along. Right. Yeah. But I, I, it was just like, Oh, this isn't the adventure like high fantasy kind of music that I was just hearing and it takes me out of that mood that I thought the the sweeping sort of loud music was building.
0: Yeah, that's hmm. fair,
2: I guess.
3: I liked it
0: though. I don't know. Like I, I I liked it too. Yeah. I felt like it was a good I mean, they do it a lot, you know, where they have uh uh some What's sort your- of big adventurous space thing and then all of a sudden, right. you know, here comes uh, be, uh, Beastie Boys sabotage. Like is, you, is it right, because right. is it because
3: Guardians has made us? I mean, it, it's yeah,
0: made it, us so awa- self aware of that it stuff. It better for
1: the Guardians for you, Randy? Is that,
2: or is it just in general? Or do you not I, like it here? I I think the no. I think it's a different thing. I think All because right. Guardians of the Galaxy movies have a uh, real film score too. It's just very very little because they uh, use so much pop music. But I'm like that's that's a point, right? Like. Yeah, the whole point of the character is being made through that stuff. Whereas I, I don't know, just, I, I felt like there was such a wonderful marriage between visuals and music with Danny Elfman in this film. And it just, I, I just got broke out of it. I, I like movies where most of the music is a very carefully curated soundtrack. Like mm-hmm. I, I, over the years I've come to fall back out of love with garden state but back when garden state first came out and it was all of this music that uh zach braff had chosen track for track for every scene boy i thought that was good you know Uh Mm
3: -hmm. yeah i'm uh yes i i think that it works in some places like i thought i always hated garden state as a movie it's not interesting to me at all but the soundtrack's amazing um I didn't like the use of this sort of, hey, here's some modern music you all know inserted into a weird discordant version of a movie you'd normally not hear it in. And for me, that was Star Trek. Oh uh, nine yeah. and the newer one yeah. where they keep throwing that. Yeah. In fact, the song Brian was just talking about—they throw sabotage yeah, exactly. In there. That
0: was the example I was thinking of. Yeah,
3: don't like that. That's not. It didn't work for me in Star Trek for whatever reason. I don't like them really? trying to punk that up. It and,
1: worked for me in the theater because it was such a surprise. But by the time I had watched it two or three times, I was kind of like, okay, bad choice. Yeah, I don't know. I, I feel
0: like it. I feel like it. Uh, for me, it successfully grounds the film. Like it gives you some some little tendril of connection to um our world our life our you know our pop music our pop culture and uh i don't mind that one bit i kind of like that the, uh when they when they have that connection like that
3: well nonetheless uh it's good stuff and this movie's really good at i don't know creating a it's a hard thing to do because there's other places where i think uh del toro screws this up like i thought the first um pacific rim was kind of poop and the reason i thought it was poop is because while it had some of his veneer on it it didn't feel like they went all the way Mm -hmm. um and that takes me out of it it makes me feel like you didn't work hard enough to make this world believable for me something like hellboy and hellboy 2 in particular they go so far to create this fantasy that i'm just i just buy it because the work is done you know, like, so, I'm, I'm so into it because it's like, no, you've done all the details. You've really worked hard to make this otherwise kind of ridiculous storyline work. And you made it work because the visuals and the, you know, just how everything feels and looks matches your vision for the story. And it, it, it you know, that's hard to do. I don't think that's an easy thing to pull off. I have and, a theory.
2: Yeah. And that that is that uh, when it comes to bringing monsters to life, which is what he does and really... His, his purpose in the world is to bring monsters to life, that there is a middle sweet spot for the size of the monster. And Pacific Rim is nothing but huge, gigantic, like uh, bigger than cities size monsters. Right. And then uh, there was some in Hellboy that were too small, like the uh, Tooth Fairies. Uh, that you you can't ever really get a sense uh, of what like you can get scared when there's lots of them blurring around and around and around and killing people, but you don't have any kind of connection to them because you can't really see them. But in the middle ground where monsters are kind of the same size and shape as humans, it's really really good. Yeah, right. Yeah. Relatable. Well, you can understand. Right? There's also
3: this great the 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 golden army fight toward the end was was one of those scenes I usually hate in superhero movies of most kinds, even even Marvel stuff because you got big cgi creatures and then you got little uh, or relatively smaller hero people jumping from dude to dude and swinging and, pat and punching right. whatever and they always look stiff and kind of video gamey to me uh here you got you know Ron Perlman big old coat giant mm-hmm. gun off that to the side and tail me. like well yes yes the it's col- an impractical outfit i know but it's his, it's his uniform you have to <laughs> respect yeah. the uniform but when he's jumping around and you doing do not that, want I never a
1: big giant London fog type jacket when you're jumping between gears. That no. is a recipe for getting <laughs> sucked in. It's the it's and the cape. Dying.
0: It's the whole right. cape thing, right? It's the uh Yeah,
2: it is uh, the cape it's thing. The mode cape thing. You're totally right, right
3: except, you know, that's the comic, that's his uniform that yeah. I don't I don't, I don't uh, have yeah, a problem no, with it. I have no problem with that. Yeah, but the point is that it did, none of that was jarring to me. He was jumping between those creatures and I was like, "Wow, this looks like he's really jumping between creatures. It doesn't look like some fake spider-man looking janky Six 3d Spider-Man. model you know what i mean like it worked mm-hmm. and i don't know how they did it, most of that like that was super impressive and anytime they would cut to a scene where it clearly couldn't be uh, uh what's his name uh, ron perlman ron doing Roman. a stunt I, I and i knew that in my heart of hearts that's not him it's somebody else still just pretty seamless and maybe that's the makeup yeah. and you, you know red face and horns and you're all good i don't know but love that like that yeah. stuff didn't take me out of it the way it usually does.
2: Speaking of Spawn, we have a Spawn yeah. movie coming. Yeah. <laughs> oh right. Yeah. yeah. Twenty twenty-one years since the the Michael Jai White Spawn, and I'm here to tell you, I don't think Jamie Foxx is right for it. Well, well that's my opinion. He's right
3: for it in the sense that that's a big name and that's a big get for them. Um, yep. Yep. But, I mean, yeah, I'm not. I I wouldn't cast him. You knew who I'd cast. I'd cast Michael that. B. Jordan. No, Sorry, well, I might, but I'd probably get oh, that. Good, that is a good choice. That Luke Cage guy is pretty great. I'd, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah.
2: Oh, yeah. Freaking Mike Coulter. Oh, what a yeah. great choice. Yeah. Should
3: should have done him. But I, yeah. I understand why Jamie Foxx
1: might bring more dollars to your weird. He brings all the fans to the yard.
2: Although, I
0: don't know. <laughs> Speaking... I don't know spawn is better than yours. <laughs> Speaking of
2: speaking of mike coulter we have a new luke cage season yes
3: yeah, here it's mediocre so very...
2: oh i sh- hear shut your shut your mouth you gotta yeah. watch yeah yeah
0: mm. the review that i saw uh yesterday or this morning said uh it's a 16 episode mic drop or 13 episode mic drop or something really like that. yeah I, I keep
3: hearing it's paced weird like all the rest of this marvel stuff they're doing on netflix right now that it's all kind of weird pacing and that that's the the right now. The Punisher is the only one that's really the best, and
0: blah, You're blah, all blah. you're crazy. Jessica Jones yeah. too was a great was a great second season. Yeah, oh, yeah, but
3: but you and, really liked that Iron Fist deal, and most people that's pretty universally panned. People hate whatever. The Iron I Fist liked deal.
0: it. I still I stand by I stand behind it. I think it was a it was a fun, it was a fun Marvel uh, TV Look,
1: show. Ibit mm. doesn't like shoes, and any character that <laughs> flaunts not liking shoes. He's in. Yeah. It
0: was very, you know, it was very reminiscent of um Arrow season one, the whole Oliver Queen coming back from being on an island for five years. Everybody thought he was dead. He comes back. That that first season or that um not first season, the only season of Iron Fist kinda of reminded me of that. And I kind of enjoyed yeah. it. I, I you know, I yeah, I'm unapologetic about enjoying
2: I, I can't talk yeah. about these things because from childhood, uh, Power Man and Iron Fist was my series. This is yeah. what I read mm-hmm. over and over. I have, you know, I have every Power Man and Iron Fist book and probably read them each ten times. <laughs> like, so I come into Iron Iron Fist and I'm like, I don't even care. I don't care if it's if it's in Spanish. I'm I'm gonna right. love this thing.
1: Really, I I, I agree. <laughs> I grew up with the same. Uh, I grew up the same reading, and also, Cloak and Dagger, I have not watched the series. Oh, I hear that, it's great. I'm hearing good,
0: good things about it, yeah. yeah I've heard really also good some things.
1: Also, the big comic I read a lot. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. That makes me
3: happy to hear that that's... I'm a
0: little worried about... I mean, I know there's so many changes that they had to make, um, and I'm a right. little worried about that because I was such a fan. Like, the fact that they were flawed, drug mm-hmm. addict junkies that got pulled yeah. off the streets, and I, I want to make sure that all that so stuff dark. is still... Yeah, I mean, they were this close to being you know dr- uh drugged out runaway yeah uh, statistics maybe basically. they do that right. i don't know do they do maybe that maybe they do exactly maybe they do
3: that'd be cool uh by the way the young hellboy the kid hellboy version of hellboy at the beginning it of the movie was a woman yeah, it was a 36 year old lady woman
1: the whole time <laughs> really <laughs> She's Well, she did a great job because i was really buying it
3: yeah no mm-hmm. i i was i was sure there was a kid in there i thought there was a teenage mm-hmm. boy in there but it's uh, yeah. someone named Re rebay Something like that. Alibi. Thirty-six-year-old woman <laughs> in two thousand
2: eight. Who, who uh, Guillermo del Toro is happy to hire. She's been in his other movies. Oh, interesting.
3: Yeah, he's also one of these directors, uh, very loyal to his cast. He ends up using people right. for a long time for lots of things. Doug Jones is in every damn thing he's ever done. But like, he'll do uh, Ron Perlman and stuff. He's been. I want to say mm-hmm. Ron Perlman was in everything from. Let's see. Maybe just from okay. Hellboy forward, but he was he was in Pacific Rim, made a small role, but, you know, he keeps showing up in this stuff. The,
1: another thing, too, I thought was interesting, a little trivia. Uh, I did not know this. The Elf King, one-armed Elf King, actually was the father uh, who played the father of uh, Beauty and the Beast character, correct? Isn't that what I uh, read? Oh, what? Really? <laughs> yeah. So, remember, Ron Perlman did Beauty and the Beast yeah, uh, TV beast. series sure. back in the day. Yeah, and apparently... He was the I, I, the same actor was the father. Oh no uh, way! In that series, if if I remember reading the trivia correctly,
3: well, according to the trivia, he was almost played by the um, by Saruman. Uh, what's his name? Uh, oh, uh, Christopher Lee? Christopher Lee almost had that really? role and backed out last minute. He was That's like, he have a good
0: choice too." Huh. I'm not going
2: to do
3: it," he'd say. I
2: yeah. I just want to ask, would anybody else go along with me? In I'm um, a little tired of Ron Perlman right now.
0: No. He's
2: all right. No, no, cuz I Sons of Anarchy, Because though. I because I just watched Hellboy 2. Like it's, <laughs> it's it's been it's uh, this weird thing where I feel like I have intersected with Ron Perlman way too much. You need I need some you film know, sack. He, no, yeah, no, no, no. In general, like he was a uh, he was in Black Ops 3. He was in The New Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. He like I just he was in Fantastic Beasts and it's like I'm a little. T- he's. Uh, oh. 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 His vo- they have his voice all over Adventure Time. Yeah. And it's like I'm. I'm kind of tired of Ron Perlman. And this movie gets going, and I'm like, okay, I'm gonna let it be Hellboy, but it kept being Ron Perlman. Mm. And I was like, I. I man, I don't know what's going on with this. Why? Why am I hearing this guy all the time?
3: Why? What happened? Uh, uh, let me think here for a second. What was he in? Uh, what was he in? Fantastic Beasts. I don't remember him being in that.
2: He was just a. Uh, this. Uh, monster oh <laughs> he was a, a, a huh. monster he was a, he was a monster called Narlac.
3: i don't remember that at all i mean one of my favorite things he ever did was kind of hard to tell it was him unless you knew but in uh, star trek nemesis he was tom hardy's um uh viceroy uh alien hmm. ca- guy that would follow him around and and uh put his hand he was always putting his hands on his head and giving him like alien power to do weird stuff i can't remember what the deal with that was huh. but do you remember him kind of weird alien that I would hang around? No. Yeah, he was he was awesome in that role. And it was super hidden though. It was like so much makeup, you'd never know that was Ron Perlman in there. Um,
2: I'm, I'm I'm glad he's getting all this work. Ron Perlman, next step, lose a little weight and you're going to hey. be in the, you're listen, hold on, let me finish the joke, guys. God. <laughs> okay, quick. Ron Perlman. <clears throat> hey lose a little weight and you're going to be the star of the anthony bourdain biopic i'm telling you
3: oh yeah he's got (laughs) totally got his face you're not right look ron
1: perlman isn't really okay so the man's just built like he is look at his head Mm -hmm. he has a large head because that's just how he's built it's not an insult Mm
2: -hmm. that's
1: just his body structure i don't think he's really overweight as much as you may think yeah i think he's just he By the way, a large it, like a pit bull. it was
2: a yeah. joke about how Anthony Bourdain was skinny. Good God.
1: Now we know we we'll get see. it. Look, trans- we'll, see, we'll see when the emails come in. There's we'll this tra- there's this
3: Transformers out. TV miniseries uh, that's like the prime primal stuff like back to, you know, the oh, yeah. apes and all that. He plays Optimus mm-hmm. primal in that. That could be cool. But he's doing mm-hmm. tons of voice stuff. You're right. Like tons of it. Uh, but also other things. Uh, I can't find him in fantastic beast what was he in that i can't oh wait there, there it is Narlac yeah, what so the what hell was he, that yes.
2: he was just a monster and it's one of those things that's like i guess he just like you're making this thing and he's available he's oh, just available he's for anything the, he's
3: the he's the smart goblin in the bar I remember this now because he has his voice, obviously, and also kind of had his face. He's CGI, did motion cap, but it's super cool. Okay, never mind. I like that character. You're I, crazy. I'm not
2: saying I'm not saying it's not <laughs> cool. I just happened to have played Black yeah. Ops Three and so on. Like it's just this weird. I keep yeah. hearing Ron Perlman all everywhere. All right,
3: Black Ops Three. Yeah. Look at you. I like that uh what else there's some other cool stuff uh they had uh we talked about the irish stuff that was kind of the basis for the mythology here peter jackson approached Guillermo del toro to direct halo and even though uh, i remember this being talked about at the time even though del toro considered it he turned it down so he could direct this sequel Mm. he also turned down get this list i am legend from 07 Mm. uh one missed call from 08 whatever that was harry potter and the half-blood prince in 2009 all of those uh, he skipped uh, was was offered the the directing chair. All skipped all of it so he could make the sequel. Dig- well, and dedication. Uh, I mean, the crowd. big
2: the big miss was the Hobbit, right? That's the thing that we all know him for. Right. For well, oh, starting he... and not not right. completing.
3: Oh, I didn't know mm-hmm. that. Was he was he doing that? I can't remember that.
1: That's cool. Yeah. The... I don't know. How do you guys feel about the Hobbit? I. I, okay, when I was growing up, I, like I read, I read, I read the Hobbit <laughs> first before I went back and read the Lord of the Rings series. So I read the Hobbit first. So and it was always, and I remember seeing the uh, the cartoon from the '70s. So I was all about the Hobbit, and it wasn't until later that I really did the Lord of the Rings. So proper. And then, uh, and then when the movie came out, I was like, Oh, is this going to just? Is this going to be so much better? And I was, I was kind of
3: disappointed. No, dude, everyone well, was disappointed. The strange. Hobbit sucked. Mm-hmm. The Hobbit trilogy.
0: Comparison to in comparison to the Lord of the Rings trilogy, yeah. But I think on its own, I think it's a it's a it's a decent set of films.
2: The basic synopsis is that they had GDT on board to do The Hobbit. He comes in and says it's going to be two or three films, and does all of this pre production. And then everybody realizes, oh, no, audiences are going to want The Hobbit to be exactly like The Lord of the Rings and not a GDT movie. And other things, you know, there's other conflicts. And so Peter Jackson is just like taking it over. And then they start filming before they've done. A real pre-production right so oh, that like bums all of me the Hobbit out. movies suffer
3: <clears throat> that bums me mm. out because i would have really liked his take and i have i would oh, have had totally. no problem with a, a tonal shift from the others like that's how the books are anyway
0: like, or mm. or i am legend hearing that hearing that he was uh connected to that originally that would have been really cool to see what oh, he would have so done as far bad. as those uh we would have seen much zombie. more monsters yeah. Yeah. Well, right. Exactly. The Maybe monsters, would have had no eyes. Yeah, <laughs> going to say the <laughs> around,
3: The vampires would have had no eyes. They'd open their hands. There'd be little eyeballs in their hands. And yeah, that's right. It'd be great. <laughs> uh, it says in the trivia, and I hate this trivia. So this is our poop trivia of the week. Here you go. Shit. This is the garbage trivia. And I, I just this sounds like somebody would just write this because they think this is what they're hearing. But it says Seth MacFarlane based the voice of Johann Kraus on the Jeremy Irons character from Die Hard with a Vengeance. Come on. Yes, that sounds right.
0: I can that I can right. hear that though. I mean it's more of the the lilty Christoph Waltz Waltz kind of uh German accent, right? Mm-hmm. It's more like the the smiling German accent. I don't know. I mean, I think somebody heard it and said, "Oh, that sounds like it." I'm I'm with right. you on yeah. that. Um,
2: but, but it's this thing he does. Like it's no different than this thing he does and it's got it's it's got no other basis than that's the voice he does when that's he his
0: German that accent yeah, that
3: yeah that's the, the fish action. it's the fish in this in the American dad it's the same damn voice and that's fine look Seth MacFarlane, you're a very successful man I'm not ripping on you but that German <laughs> voice is not that great it's okay
1: <laughs> I was I, did, I, I was fine it did it did not detract or add to it was I thought it was spot I like on. the
3: character but, a lot I like the idea of this yeah. this like old Nazi scientist uh formerly not vapored now just a, yeah. a vapor floating around control vapor that can just like go control yeah. things and uh it can even and get inside of your is, uh your I, locker I don't room. know
1: yeah i i think this may speak to how how the character does but i had almost kind of forgotten about that character which is funny because when i went back and watched this i'm like oh wow he's such a big part of this movie but before i went back and watched it i had kind of almost forgotten the character. Oh, complete. that's a
3: good trope, actually. Oh, I'm, I'm gonna hit this. Sweet. So here, uh, he's one of those guys, like he's in charge, right? Like so, you're supposed to be following right. that guy and do his mm-hmm. do his bidding or whatever. And oh, he's such a hard ass. We're never gonna be able to get this job done, and we're gonna have to do this on our own and sneak out of here. And then he comes up and confronts his you wobbles. and says, "Hey, you can't do that." And they say, "Well, we're gonna." And he says, "But you can't do it because I'm going with you." And then now we right. are all pals. Yeah, and that's, <laughs> a-
1: that's the reason why I don't remember him because he was neither. He was neither. He was neither uh, against them or with them. He was just kind of eh, here I am. It, it did provide the... it did it did provide mm-hmm. for some comedy when Hellboy was getting his trash handed to him with the, in the in the locker room. That was fun. Yeah, it was great. Yeah, except
0: you take one
2: step to the left and guess yeah, what? You're that was out of reach.
0: <laughs> All those locker doors. My my
2: trope in there is the the nicknaming. So you have characters that are uh that have unfortunate names and I guess you decide, oh, other characters wouldn't want to use their names. Maybe that's not right. true, but you decide that. So now we got, hey, Red, what are you doing? Red, come back here. Red, I'm talking to you. Red. And it's like, this movie's called Hellboy. What are we doing?
3: Well, Red's an easier way to, <laughs> right. s- to say than Hellboy. I mean, that's the whole thing is he was, hasn't been Hellboy since he was a boy, and they named him Hellboy. Uh, but he's like this, now he's a man, right? And He's sitting around smoking man. cigars and man. nobody hellman. tells him he's hellman yeah he's, he's hellman, not, he's hellman. And he makes uh, mayonnaise <laughs> right hellman's mayonnaise mmm gross
0: makes the best foods uh, according to, I, Ron, I to say, oh, go, oh ahead. go ahead no no no. you oh, you
1: I, I was gonna say i was i i i couldn't i couldn't focus on any gross spots in this movie it was just so abstract a lot no, of time. i couldn't find one either. i couldn't think of anything gross
3: no, no I, there's of lots food. of cool stuff like guy gets sucked into the grinder because his fist got jammed in mm-hmm. there or yeah you know like, yeah, and how it. and
0: how uh what a surprise that was you see that grinder yeah uh, you yeah. know in the opening shots of the goblin market is there any question that we're about to see someone yeah. go through oh yeah someone's che- in the grinder today Doesn't chekhov's any... wood chipper right there you <laughs> <know>. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
1: that's
3: your friend back there in the wood chipper but yeah like i wrote here gross there i always write a little header it says gross and then i have it next to it text that says can't think of one I just I don't okay. know I was fine with everything nothing was gross. No,
1: I mean there was there was the it was the obvious uh, toothbrush in the and uh, we haven't the, even talked about in the her. cat food. Mm-hmm. Yeah, in the cat food, the toothbrush and the cat food, but, but we didn't Iams even talk is about one Selma of the best Blair. cat foods though. Yeah, like, yeah, Iams is yeah, I am mean, really gonna, really good. Yeah, that's <laughs> great with a cat food. I mean, yeah, that is I'm, one of the better ones to use. Have we even really talked about Selma Blair? Because I, oh, I yeah, love the character Ms. Sherman, but she's great. Really get enough of her to really. I don't think she was kind of she was kind of one dimensional right well and she's a lot of what she's there for is the
0: the romance strife that she and Hellboy are going through and the whole like I need some time and I'm pregnant and da 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 Mm -hmm. Uh, you know if there was one one saving grace for no Hellboy 3 it's that we wouldn't have gotten the 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 trope of uh
1: the Shrek 3 trope of the third
0: one they have children but, did, didn't, but didn't
1: they have part three when did little Nikki came out when is that was that, I'm <laughs> right? is that, is that all three? i think it was before this though well in hellboy Definitely. the comic he's got kids
3: and yeah like they're following that story twins. and they're mm-hmm. twins yeah and they're and they're wicked cool in the comic it yeah. doesn't mean they would have done that right in the movie but maybe they would have i mean like i trust him with this mm-hmm. material and i'm bummed they didn't do it ron perlman's on record as saying that The entire unmade sequel of this film was going to be all about Hellboy becoming the beast of the apocalypse. All this foreshadowing in the first two films would have finally gotten to, you know, had some fruition there. Um, But then he would have come to terms uh, to meet with his destined fate, this according to the trivia, by defending humanity as opposed to wiping out all of mankind as he is meant to do. Hellboy's twin kids were going to bear resemblances to Hellboy and Liz, respectively. One of the twins was going to be corrupted and the other was going to be angelic. So there's stuff there. You could have done something, you know. And
2: I, I love Selma Blair. I would love to see uh, this film focus more on Liz Sherman, develop her more. I'd love to see a movie that was based around that character. Uh, she is, um, she would want that, that attention. Yeah. She she is a slightly older generation Aubrey Plaza, <laughs> and he, like I just can't I can't get enough of that that uh, take on a character.
3: Yeah. Right? I don't know. Mm-hmm. Aubrey, that's hard for me to take Aubrey Plaza seriously. Like when she's in, I hope not because we, she's great. She's like great. That. I like her a lot. Don't get me wrong, but she is kind of that same. I watched Dirty Grandpa. That movie sucks, by the way. Don't ever see it. It's terrible. Right. Uh, the De Niro thing
1: and Zac Efron. But I anyway. kind of enjoyed the the uh, uh, goes west. Uh, oh, it's not Aubrey goes west, but it's like that. It's a it's a I think it's a Netflix original. Oh, Maybe I haven't not. seen that. I don't Even know that. Um, um
0: like a fictional thing or a, a
1: Yeah, it's, uh, it's, okay. it's a it's a fictional. Uh, she plays she plays a a person who is obsessed with an Instagram star and she wants to be a part of of that life and uh oh, what is it? It's not Aubrey Goes West. That sounds awful. I don't want anything to do with this Instagram. It, it was I thought so too. I was like, I don't know if I want to watch this, but I'm a, I'm a big fan of uh, of Aubrey Plaza and I'm like, let me let me take a little
0: peek. Ingrid
2: goes
1: she's, west. Ingrid
0: goes Ingrid west. Goes west. Ingrid
1: yeah. Goes west. I
3: haven't heard yeah, of and it. I, I, I didn't, she's
0: great on Legion, I think, and she does a great job Oh, she's job fantastic with on there. So she's fantastic yeah.
3: on but, there. But that's her but two I, modes. It's just, that or the – yeah, go ahead.
2: I really enjoyed uh, Dirty Grandpa's uh, – what he had to say on the Tonys last week. But I, I, I'm curious <laughs> about <laughs> – I'm curious – scott why didn't why didn't you like the movie oh this it's, movie's it's, awful
3: it's, you guys uh, it's just a bad it's a bad comedy it thinks it thinks being raunchy and gross is all you need and you and there you need more than that i don't have a problem with a raunchy gross movie if it's also funny it's not funny it's just bad right. dumb i wasted i wasted that that was wasted time and i think mm-hmm. critics agree with me it's not well received <laughs> people do not like that movie i just thought well all right i'll check it out i like i like old robert de niro that's kind of funny let's see how this little road trip with his grandson goes ha ha ho ho nope it's not funny there's no ho ho's anywhere
2: i'll tell no, you what no, though man <laughs> zach <laughs> Zac efron can wear a sweater oh he's a good looking dude yeah and i like yeah. i actually kind
3: of like him generally i don't i think he gets a good, mm-hmm. bad rap because of the high school musical stuff and all that but He's but, uh, he's fine. It's and in this one, it's also part of the joke that ooh, an edgy movie with zach Efron in it, where he has to be edgy and he spends half of it naked and, and drunk because someone gave him cocaine, and ha ha ho I, ho. Like I don't know, I, I just it bummed me out. That movie's not
1: great. I really, I really enjoyed The Greatest Showman. I loved the performance in that. I, mm. I thought that was really good.
0: Yeah, I, mean, I thought he was good in that uh, Seth Rogen uh, neighbors thing.
1: Oh, I never yeah. saw Neighbors. A little different, different role.
4: Yeah,
0: yeah, a very different role. But yeah, but still, you know, for me, broke out of that whole like, all right, Good he's guy. teen pop heartthrob. Yeah. Maybe not you not pop. You Dick. You know
3: how Bridesmaids is funny, or you know how uh, the <laughs> va- the Vegas one uh, with all yeah, the guys. The, uh, hangover. The hangover's funny. This is like trying to be those things and is not funny. Mm-hmm. But it's trying to be that. It wants to be this. Right. Like, hey, it's a re- reinvention An of Apatow the style. Kind. Sure. It's not. Yeah. It's bad. And De Niro should be embarrassed by that movie. yeah.
0: Yeah. <laughs> he's impervious. I- if if Meet the if Meet the Fockers has told us anything, it's that right. he's impervious to uh <laughs> Yeah, he's happy to do this him.
3: stuff. And I get it. <laughs> I mean, we just saw him in heat and He's amazing in that, but we're uh-huh. the days where you're there's some heavy De Niro. That. Yeah. We've lost it until this Scorsese thing comes out and then we'll, then maybe right. we'll get it back. Uh, anyway, I got a question for you guys. This is a serious question. Is this, now I'm not trying to, you know, this may be a question about the entire comic, everything about Hellboy. Is this just ghostbusters really at the end? Of
1: the day? I, I actually got that vibe, uh, a couple <laughs> of times because you have, you know, you have this, I mean, it's part of the comic, but the way it's portrayed in the film it feels a little ghostbusters because you're working with the paranormal uh, investigation team, right? Yeah. There's somebody just telling the press that everything.
3: Party. Oh, it's just a gas leak. But meanwhile, you got Egon yeah. and up there, up there with his sensors, trying to. Like I always got that vibe. I'm not saying it's a bad thing.
1: I'm just saying it's a template right. a little bit.
0: I did not make that connection, it's, but I totally see it. Yeah. Huh. Yeah. I just, mean, they
1: got their own little trush. They got their truck, uh, trash truck right. vehicle. Yeah, modernized, yeah. it right? So I mean, there's, there's, there's definitely parallels there. Oh my there's gosh, Brian! Paranormal, you paranormal, just more parallels. Bri- Evan
3: so doing that sound of the siren isn't is brought me back good. entirely. That's amazing. <laughs> <good>. That's crazy <laughs> how
2: that sound just put me in.
3: Uh, you just put me in Ghostbusters. That's hilarious. Yeah. Really? Okay. Yeah, I
4: think.
2: I think. I think Mike Mcnola would cop to it. I think. I think the. Point of Hellboy once he expanded it beyond this one weird character yeah. is that it is like Ghostbusters only the ghosts are the busters too like that yeah that's I, that's I, I, don't, basically, I don't think he really yeah. I, I don't think he tries to hide the influence
3: yeah I I agree his hmm. by the way if you haven't paid attention to him lately he's done some other projects that guy I, as far as I'm concerned one of the most in, all time interesting styles in the history of comic books there's nobody like hmm. him. Yeah. And and yeah. but there's a few that try to be like him and they fail. But he is just something else, that guy. He's just got such a unique style. Yeah, I love it. Uh I also wrote down that Hellboy is more Superman than Superman, and I'll tell you why. Uh I, I am always annoyed with how D C has handled Superman. They've turned him into a a guy who just sort of stands there going, oh, I don't know what I want to do. I'm having a I'm having a crisis. I'm having a crisis. My dad says I shouldn't have saved the kid in the bus, which is something pac Kent would never do. Like, all these issues I have with Superman. I love the actor, but I think he's given the wrong material. Anyway, I think Hellboy, once again, proving that he, among uh, all these new Marvel heroes, like in the most recent Marvel film, the the, uh, Infinity War, there was a scene where um, they're coming out of Strange's building, and uh, Tony Stark's first thought is to help that lady and to get emergency services there and then go fight the big bad. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's a point in here where, I mean, it gets a little ridiculous what he does with the baby, but Hellboy wants to save that baby first. That's, he he yeah. understands the yeah. job of a hero. The job of a hero is to save those who can't help themselves. And I love that, and I wish Superman would remember that you're supposed to be the original version of that, not some emo turd, who can't, uh, who's, who gets all wet in his, in his in his dress clothes in the tub with uh, Amy Adams. Let's not be doing that Whoa. anymore. <laughs> uh,
0: anyway. Is that a euphemism, all wet in his dress clothes? <laughs> wow. <laughs>
3: well, didn't he do that? He climbed in the tub yeah. and he was like, oh, yeah. I don't remember very well. Amy
2: Adams it. is an American treasure. Oh, I love She's her. She's a treasure. I
3: love her. There's nothing wrong with her. She's a fine Lois Lane. This the story and stuff they give him are bad. They've blown that. They've ruined it because you had the perfect casting. Henry Cavill's perfect. He's a great Superman. Mm. Make him so truly good. Superman. Don't make him
1: shitty. And don't much see... better than Nicholas Cage.
3: Yeah, and don't see
1: <laughs> don't see <laughs> Where CGI... were they going with that?
3: Yeah, I really want to see some of that footage. Didn't there any I of that too. leak? Some of that leak. They
0: right? had a leak of like him with the suit, trying on the yeah. suit and like Flexing, Look, basically,
1: <laughs> I, I'm saying it would have been an absolute disaster, and I would have loved to have seen it. I would have yeah, loved right. to have seen that disaster. We would on. have
0: seen it here on film site, no doubt. Oh, That's where we would be seeing it. <laughs> yeah,
3: this movie also felt a little like Time Bandits for me, but this is just me because, yeah, I, I think back to Time Bandits, I think of crazy creature design and worlds that you could come mm-hmm. crashing through, mm-hmm. and there was a mirage that seemed like there's just desert, but if you broke through, it was a whole right. different world, and mm-hmm. you know, this weird like again they don't have to explain it but this big stone statue rises from the sand and has a door in its gut and now you're suddenly in a whole new place like i it's love that kind yeah. of stuff different dimension yeah. yeah yeah so cool mm-hmm. attention to detail man that's what i like
0: yeah a fully uh, real realized world like that
3: yep it's really good um and then you know barry manilow that off things <laughs> nicely. Right, right. Yeah, speaking, speaking
1: of those those <laughs> those '80s movies that that uh, I feel like probably inspire uh, or at least touch and influence uh, Del Tora. I I feel like Gremlins because I I felt like the the when he when he brought those those two boxes at the very beginning the elf uh, the oh, elf yeah. son yeah. he brought those two boxes and it's like oh yeah I picked I picked these up today and I'm like oh what, what'd you get what'd you, did you go down and get some mogwai? what's what's in there you don't <laughs> don't feed them after midnight what you got in there. And uh, just those little touches, it felt mm-hmm. like I, I with you guys. There, there's so many '80s movies influences that, that seem to touch. The okay, little bits of okay. Yeah.
2: I, I want to go around the table, and I want you yes. to I want you to answer the okay, question. Okay. Do not do not shirk this question, guys. Okay, uh, including the BPRD, everything in the film. I want you to pick the one creature character the one thing that you were the most entertained by and would like to like investigate more. Like if you were going to, uh, if I was going to say, here's a coffee table book and it's got pictures of this thing and details and so on. What is it? What's right, the right. one thing? Oh. Well, heads. church heads would
1: be great. Yeah. that's. Good one. I, got well, one. I, I think I've already expressed mine, What's which yours? is, uh, I want to know more about the elf King. I mean, he is such a fascinating character. I mean, mm. in the beginning he, he's lost his arm. We don't really talk about it. I know it's part of the mythos, but I'm I'm interested in how where they were going to it with this because he uh he's also near the end he's just like he's all uh he's all just laid out on his in his uh in his chair you know just kind of like eh, I'm just gonna rest my laurels now yeah I'm interested to see where he's been and yeah what happened. this guy's interesting and he looked
3: very much the part of like you know a druid. He, as he's gotten right. older his head's turned into antlers basically like
0: Yeah. You could have told me he was the exactly. exact same villain from like Blade and I, be- I would have <laughs> believed you though. Like this it's had, it's this had feelings of Blade too it. Had a very that. generic, you know, blonde, cocky right. Right. Oh, you mean the main, you mean the bad guy not the, the dad. The elf king he's not the king or the, right,
3: the elf prince the
0: king right the elf
1: prince i'm sorry the elf right, right, prince yeah yeah prince, right yeah you're oh, t- do i like the elf king
3: yeah but you're t- done you're talking about the guy in the chair you're talking about the king, king. yeah
1: yeah i'll i kick back laying in the chair a little bit low just a little bit too low a little too comfortable <laughs> in that chair okay yes he, i like no, that. no one wants to sit in the in that throne uh chair because he's 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 had a lot of gas oh he's,
0: he's dude he's just, yeah he's probably part of not as much as uh you know as a german uh right fart face like all the <laughs> fart, fart so like if, <laughs> what's coming out of his what's coming what's the little steam things coming out of his uh yes. helmet there is that pieces of him yeah like is that yeah, yeah, like, yeah. That stuff? It, it's a question yeah that's spirit farts. It, it has to be byproduct right Excess, yeah.
1: gas farts i don't yeah. know right.
3: i kind of want to uh, like a replica of that suit and just hang it somewhere yes it's really cool yeah. i love that steam funky really stuff
1: cool. scott you had one though uh yeah my
3: a... favorite thing oh i do want to by the way a quick nod to the to those goggle things that he made for everyone, so they could see the truth oh, of things. No. Oh, are great. They yeah. are so oh, yeah. cool! Yeah. Oh my gosh, I would kill to have one of those yeah, things. So the wall. many
0: things in this movie, I would love to three D print. Yeah, yeah. I want to three D print Churchhead though. Yeah, oh, Churchhead, you so totally
3: do Churchhead. Um, for me, it's the it's the guy. He wasn't on there very long, but he was kind of the groveling chancellor guy that was met up with the sun and said, you know, you need to come with me. It was one of those weird aliens. It may even have been oh, Doug me. Jones again. I don't know, but. He had right. eyes way up in the corners, like the prince. No. Oh yes. You're that guy's on a, a great yeah. Character. Something about him. He was very. Uh, who's the guy in the sixth Star Wars movie uh, that helps Jabba uh, do a yes. What's his name Oh, Bib Fortuna. Bib Fortuna is what he reminded me of in terms of his attitude. It's like groveling. Come this way. You you have to talk to the king. He's like the king's representative or whatever. Right. Mm-hmm. right. I think that whatever the hell is going on there was right. really cool i like that guy's face i did
1: like the regret of the uh of the of the goblin who made the golden army what's that yeah. Oh, yeah the, the little, oh, the little guy a, with the card. The he yeah the
0: he rolly, the rolly troll yeah the, the rolly, rolly troll <laughs> one of the the, roll, rolly. the troll that puts the roll rolly. in troll <laughs>
3: <laughs> <laughs> you can't put the old in troll without that guy no he was he was interesting for sure right. he's also another one of these he's in every del toro movie ever he's
1: just yeah always put no, Randy, on. You, you started the question but did you ever tell us uh... oh the
2: the the bean that grows into a tree uh, uh, that no. was really
1: cool yeah. it yeah.
2: just I just I, I I was taken by this ridiculous trope that I know I'm supposed to hate where you have uh, the last of the thing and you have to kill it and then it becomes a wonderful Christmas tree explosion of snowflakes <laughs> and everybody. I know, I know, I'm supposed to hate that, but I was freaking crying. Yeah, it no, was yeah, wonderful.
3: Yeah. This is you're summing up why I think the movie works so well. It does things like that that normally, I don't know, they just something they earn it somehow. It's hard to explain why that stuff works because normally I'm mm-hmm. like, oh, okay, whatever, dude. Like we get it. It's the last one. Like I'm. I, there's probably even other examples I could think of, but. That is why I think I like the movie is all of that stuff. There's plenty of moments like that where you're like, this should not work well. And it totally works. Right. They
1: pull and it there's off. A lot of, there's a lot of really good writing in there, too. I mean, you don't know when he pulls out that little glob. I mean, you're all like, oh, this is going to be stupid. But then the princess's reaction, the actress brings it home to such life. It's like, oh, no, what's, what's it going to happen here? Because mm-hmm. she's like really freaking out. She's got me worried now. Yeah. And uh it did not disappoint. No. I thought it was really it's good. It's really good. Yeah. We should uh
3: we should play some clips. I have a number okay. of. I yes, please. Yeah. I have a few here. Uh they're all lovely and wonderful. Let's play uh this one. <laughs> this is Luke Goss. He is again the uh the main bad dude here. Frankenstein. Yeah. Yeah. And he's <laughs> he's wait, was he Frankenstein in that movie? What did he play? What was
0: his character? Wasn't he Frankenstein in um uh, no he wasn't
1: he wasn't frankenstein he was uh oh what's his name what um, was the death race it was, he the, was the other de- guy you
3: gotta remember this is the more like straight up death race non-frankenstein death race this is like the escape oh from prison. Oh, oh gotcha
1: yeah yeah, he was, he, uh, yeah
0: he was uh, main uh, character oh, was though he... i mean he was
3: yeah, yeah he oh, was definitely main character yeah he was your yeah, main, he was he was your uh, main uh, driver he was ba- he was basically the guy well we can't get jason statham back for this sequel so let's was have
1: carl. that guy because it carl lucas is that whatever it was yes but he's
3: but he's he's your replacement Jer- uh, Jason Statham. Statham. That's that's, that's his right, job. Yeah. Uh, but here he is in great makeup and I think way better style and awesome stuff. So here he is.
4: Who are you, sir? Sir, please identify yourself. You can't just. I am Prince New Order, Silver Silverlance, son of King Balor, and I am here, sir, to reclaim what is rightfully mine.
3: I I think he was cool. He oozed cool. Mm. I liked him a lot in this. Uh, Here's Abe Sapien and George Bluth. I suppress each photo. Cell phone videos. They
4: cost me a fortune, and and, and they they, they show up on YouTube. God,
1: I hate YouTube.
4: He just wants the world
1: outside to know what we do, Mm -hmm. what he does.
4: Uh
3: Yeah, I don't know how I feel about George Bluth right now, but it's fine. Yeah. It's fine. Hey, he's no... uh, well, anyway, I'm not going to say that. All right. Hey, moving on. Uh, how about this? Uh, this, is, well, this is what uh, we all do this. All these things do is
0: eat and eat, then poop, and then eat again. <laughs> <laughs>
3: I love Abe Sapien as a character. I would be 100% yeah. cool with a spinoff or a TV show or whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, actually, a Hellboy TV show would be really cool. And everyone keeps talking about that guy from Stranger Things as the new Hellboy, but I don't know what project's being worked on. Like, is it uh, some kind of official thing? Does anyone know about this? Uh, hold on, Hellboy. Um, what's that guy's name? Uh, yeah, in 2019, there's a new Hellboy coming out. Uh, this is directed Aww. by Neil Marshall. It is um Mila Jovovich, David Harbour is Hell. who I'm thinking of. David Harbor's your uh your new Hellboy. Hmm. Uh, you got your uh, let's see, do they even have an Abe Sapien in this one? Anyway, this is happening. We're getting a new Hellboy in 2019. Hmm. All right, so All right. Yeah. I'll I, take it. Yeah. I wish it was animated, to be honest, but whatever.
0: What are you oh, take? that would be cool. Yeah. There are a yeah, couple of mignola
3: style art. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There are a couple of yeah. there are a couple of directed DVD animated things, but they're not great. They're okay, right? Story-wise, they're never been good. a really
1: good video game yet either. I mean, not. No, but
3: now phenomenal. would be the time, right? The kind of 2D cool 2.5D mm-hmm. stuff you can do with with cell animation and video games now. Oh.
1: He oh. tells such great big stories now, and, and or even having of that
0: the style that the uh, that new Spider-Man um, mm. Spider Verse thing is going
1: to be that oh, yeah, combo
0: two D offset printing three D looking oh really the
3: cool. Sony uh, movie the Sony thing the animated yeah, movie yeah. that looks so cool oh my gosh you guys mm-hmm. I'm so excited for that I hope that's not bad I want that yeah. to be great. Um. Here's, uh. what? Oh, I like this line. I'm not a baby, I'm a tumor. <laughs> I, I did <laughs> love that. Did
1: he, <laughs> then he ducked his head. It was so fun. They,
3: and the way they did it was so, like, out of nowhere, and then they just left it. <laughs> like, yeah. I really like that. I don't know why. But, again, stuff that shouldn't work. That should have been dumb, but it worked. Here's Doug Jones, and he's good. Abraham Sapien.
4: No. There is no such name. Oh, I don't like it either, but I... Enough! Uh,
3: I love him. I love him. He'll spend six hours under makeup chair just for us. Every time. I believe it, yeah. Uh, All right, here's... uh, Oh, a cool roar from that plant god that Randy likes. Oh, yeah. Mm. Here you go. (laughs) You know what he's really good at? is sound design, too. The sound stuff in his movies. Mm -hmm. Really great. Uh, Here's that word.
4: You will learn to obey me, follow protocol, and stay focused at all times. Uh, That word, (laughs) (laughs) focused. Yeah, with your accent, I wouldn't
2: use it that much. I don't
3: even know what that (laughs) word is. Focused.
4: Focused. Oh,
2: yeah,
3: yeah. like something else. Yeah. Yeah, but just you know, okay, I get the joke. PG (laughs) thirteen. You get get your half. You get your half swear word in there for a PG thirteen. Also, I would love to see an R rated cut of this for whatever reason. I just feel like. They're holding back just a little bit, you know, just a little mm-hmm. bit. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is all right. Your royal assness. Royal assness, that's a line. Let's see. Uh, Angel <laughs> of Death is cool. the, child
1: makes the choice.
3: The world. So that is apparently what they do. They have Doug Jones go in and do like, this kind of talk for the first run. Nah. <laughs> and then they do a low version, and then they do this cool crossover, which is pretty rad. But I would love to hear him just going,
0: just make the choice. Yeah, I want
2: that isolated, him him doing the Monty Python spam voice. <laughs> yeah.
3: oh, no. All right, here's uh the shiny. Ah, shiny. All right, that guy. And then I don't know what this is. You're in love. Oh, never mind. That's Fletcher. That, what What was that? <laughs> That's Scott Fletcher. I'm, I'm at the end of my list. That's it, everybody. Check this <laughs> out. <laughs> it's the film sack checklist it goes like this george lucas called and says no fair you made a better cantina than i did check (laughs) uh doug jones is an international treasure check and finally we were robbed of a third movie and an abe sapien spinoff check uh trek connections are numerous and probably obvious uh not that numerous but there's a few big ones here seth mcfarlane he was johan or johan or however he said. it
2: i was really hoping at this moment, you would say Seth MacFarlane was in Hellboy, and he's also the star of the Orville.
3: No, incorrect. In, uh, <laughs> inter- because
2: inter- the Orville is Star Trek, man. I agree. Yeah, well, I agree.
3: Yeah, he was on Enterprise, though. He played Rivers in the episode The Forgotten and Affliction. Uh, Ron Perlman, he was Hellboy, obviously. He played Remy, uh, Reman Viceroy in Star Trek Nemesis, as I mentioned before. Fantastic role. And then Doug Jones, Abe Sapien, Chamberlain, and Angel of Death. Oh, he was the Chamberlain then. All right. Uh, in Discovery, he played Commander Saru, or is playing Commander Saru in Discovery's.
1: Uh, I'm Commander Discovery.
3: Saru in the Star. He's the Starfleet officer guy, and he's awesome in that. He is the star of that show, as far as i can see. He say. totally is. Yeah, I love him in
0: it. You'll get my money back, CBS, when uh, you bring that when that show comes back, but That's not right. a moment yeah. sooner,
3: not a minute sooner.
1: That's well, all you got. Oh, come on, just this. Just mer- just sell yourself to Netflix and be done with it. Just, do <laughs> just do, it, do right? they
3: not have a? I mean, there's nothing they have that
1: you're dying to have. I mean, no. I mean, yeah. let, let's let's look at the CBS. Is all they're doing is they're trying to increase their value so they can sell off. I mean, they know they can't maintain themselves as an individual uh, in that way. Well, they're already the owned market. by a
3: huge. I mean, CBS is owned by who? Hold on, CBS Universal, right? is owned.
1: Which no, you're right. I'm sorry. So uh, Paramount is what I meant to say.
3: Paramount owns them? Well, Viacom owns them. I guess Viacom, Viacom Which is owns Disney.
2: So CBS Which is... is a Disney corporation. No, no, no. Right. ABC is I a Disney. I thought ABC was... Yeah, ABC yeah. is
3: Disney. ABC is owned by Disney, yeah. So Disney owns ABC. My point is, no. I don't think this is a thing to get bought off. I think what they're trying to do is like, oh shit, streaming world is happening and we are late to this game. How do we... How do we make value there we have
1: we have one great property let's do it let's do it
3: i feel like part of this so so Ibit you know unsubscribed as he said and i think a lot of people did Mm -hmm. but i'm Mm -hmm. guessing a ton of people just are just in there and forget about it they're like well lazy forgot yeah 750 a month who cares Uh, they're
0: they're probably banking on that Yeah. yeah absolutely most of these services do
3: um anyway there's that and what else uh oh the twitter post hey this is where you guys sum it up in a 280 character tweet or less Which is fantastic. Let's start with Randy.
2: Uh, Hellboy 2, the golden army. A fun romp through crazy sets filled with people all dressed up in fetish gear. And someone just got pregnant. Just like Saturday night at Ibbitt's house.
1: (laughs) I love this
3: return to Saturday night
0: at at house.
1: I know. I I feel like I really missed out on Saturday nights at Ibbitt's house. Dude,
3: definitely. I feel like
0: I'm missing out on Saturday nights at Ibbitt's house. Periscope it next time. It'll be good. No.
3: Interesting. That's uh, a reference to an old Periscope Brian did that no longer exists. Anyway, oh. hey, uh, let's hmm. go with Brian Dunaway.
1: Hellboy 2, The Golden Army. Ted Danson would have made a really great Hellboy. <laughs> a challenge must be met. What? <laughs> Ted Danson? I don't know. When I, was, when I was watching, I was like, for some reason, I've been watching a lot of Cheers, and I was just like, man, I would have really liked to have seen a Ted Danson in his prime Hellboy. I think that he would have been, he's got that head for it, and kind of got i i don't know it just feels yeah, like it would be something that, that i would that like that
3: might to have see. worked sure yeah i'm trying to i'm i'm actually kind of seeing where you're coming from there i don't know, yeah. his voice isn't there but but his his but he would be face. so he would
1: be so ted dancing you know and kind of so Kind of so confident yet kind of smarmy and a little bit. I don't know. I just I would it it just hit me for some reason while I was watching and all I could do is just keep thinking about it. He should do it now that he's in his what would Ted Danson say here? Now that he's in his sixties,
3: he should do it now that he's in his sixties. I think that'd be great. Right. He still right. could. He's the coolest right now. now. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Definitely he's in the coolest phase.
3: I like him a lot right now. Um, all right. So there's that. And then finally,
0: Brian Ibbett. Hellboy 2, The Golden Army, a movie that will make it easier for you to tell the difference between shit and Mignola. (laughs) (laughs) If you think about it, it's a compliment. It's a compliment. If you you
1: think about it. It's reversed.
0: I don't want you to assume that I'm saying, I'm not saying Mignola shit, I'm saying exactly the opposite.
1: Opposite of shit.
3: (laughs) What is the opposite of shit? Probably food. Shinola.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Established. An enema is the opposite of shit.
0: No, no, that, no. You, no, no. It's like you can't say like the opposite of black is white because they're both colors. they the opposite of black is toothpaste, right? It's like something right. completely. So, right. <laughs> but we
2: have we, we have established like for a hundred years that the opposite of shit is shinola. That is well, just yeah. that's, oh, that's just a fact.
3: Oh, all right. Well, right. this has already been determined then. Um, all <laughs> right. Well, well done and good job. Look at this. The suspense is over. We finally found out what the movies were almost called. There were two options. It was almost called Help Boy, because <laughs> he helps people, see? Or oh Help God. Ploy? Or no, Hell Ploy? <laughs> Hell Ploy. I don't know. I just seem like a play. thing to do there. Hey, uh, emails. We got one from Adam from Yisplanty, Michigan. Or how do you say it? Yp. Oh, Ypsilanti. Ypsilanti. Is that how you say it? Okay. Wow, you are Ypsilanti. not even close. Ypsilanti. Really?
1: Isn't it? No, y- no, not you. Uh, me. Scott. He means me. Oh.
3: Yeah. I'm bad. You're good.
1: I'm not calling you out. <laughs> <laughs> he says uh,
3: this uh, film by the way, says, uh, hey, Sackers, thought I would mention a couple of things about the famous heat restaurant uh, in that scene between De Niro and Pacino, because only two camera angles were used in the final cut of the film. Two of the other sh- over the, or the two over the shoulder angles. Long running speculation was De Niro and Pacino were never in the scene together. They chose to film their parts independently. This was proven false in a recent 4K screening from 2016. The actors confirmed they were together. They chose not to rehearse the scene because there was too much... Or sorry, there wasn't much movement needed, and they wanted the scene to happen as organically as possible. A third camera was on set to do profiles, but it was never used in the final cut. Love the show, Adam. So there you go. They were in it. And this 4K cut, that must be something. I wouldn't mind seeing that. Oh, yeah. I
2: just love a dude... All over Southern California, there are these diners that are so iconic. It's so fun to just go driving and just like leave the highway, drive off into a neighborhood somewhere in LA until you find this diner. And they're just everywhere. It's awesome.
3: Yeah. Well, we should go there. Let's all go now. Ready? We should go. Go. Uh, there's your email. You can send your emails to filmsack at gmail.com, and you're welcome to. Please do. If you uh, would rather do it on the website, filmsack.com not only has a place for you to leave comments about the film, but you can also click the contact link at the top of the page and send your messages that way. That is 100% fine as well. Our next movie will be one of the Tremor movies. Which one? Tremors 5. Tremors 5. five. Okay. It's got the
2: number 5.
0: Okay. Tremorning.
3: What do we know about Tremors 5 other than that's a fifth one? Know so anything? this
2: is a this is the beginning of a reboot, uh, where they you know uh, you know you have Jamie Kennedy, and uh, and some other people and a director <laughs> who I don't I don't recognize. Well, you know, like do you do you recognize names like like uh, Lawrence Joffe, Ernest Needlove? I don't know. No, but I see Michael but- Gross Ooh, is back. Michael Gross is in there again. Sure, sure, okay. Yeah. He's been in all of them. Yeah. Is Reba McIntyre back? No, no, no. Cop. No. The main thing is this is a film directed by the <laughs> director of. Uh, listen, this di- this is the director of Kindergarten Cop two. Okay? Oh Lord.
1: He's that working. was Burt Reynolds, right? What? What? No, Dolph, Lundgren. Dolph, Dolph Lundgren? Dolph Dolf Lundgren. Oh, I'm thinking about, I'm thinking about Kindergarten Cop, which I thought was part two. Oh, right.
3: me too. Sorry, so am I. That's what I was thinking. Of. It was the Arnold movie. Is what I was thinking of. Right. The Schwarzenegger right, movie. So yeah.
1: Was, no, it was Cop and a Half. I'm sorry, Cop and a Half. That's Cop what was and a Half was so, Burt Reynolds. Yeah, yeah.
0: And yeah. just
2: so you know, guys, just so you know, Kindergarten Cop 2 is streaming on Netflix. Oh, I'm just know. saying. It's not a tumor.
0: I it's a know. baby. Oh, and in, in 2, it turns out to be a tumor. <laughs> right?
3: <laughs> Damn, it was a tumor. It is a tumor, he says. I don't know if I want to see that ever in my life. I may voy- I, would, I would boycott that shit. But I am in for Tremors 5 Bloodlines. That's the That's the subtitle of it. And uh, yeah, I I assume the effects are better these days. Probably better worm effects. I don't know. I have no idea. <laughs> I haven't seen any of these. If Ibb- or uh, Dunaway owns all this shit, right? You right. Have- he's
0: got the deluxe box right. set Blu-ray edition with,
1: of course, deleted I, scenes. I, you <laughs> fools! And it comes in like it, it's one. Of, it's it's you know it's a collectible. So it, it's it comes in uh, uh, one of the the graboids. It's actually inside a graboid. Uh, <laughs> did you say re- production? Did you say you fools?
0: Did I hear you say you <laughs> fools? <laughs> I just don't
3: want to
1: like, run past that
3: because I've never heard anyone say that. Please
0: do that in a German accent next time, though. A <laughs> German accent. You're
3: fools. We will take you down. Hey, there's a movie in 19, or 2015 we should put on the list if because it, it sounds terrible. It's called Sand or The Sand, and it's where the sand becomes sentient and kills everybody, so everything's like quicksand. Wait, sand. wait,
1: wait. I've seen is that is that the one where the teenagers are on the beach? Yes. Yeah, I've seen that. It's the That's sig- actually terrible. <laughs> it's, it's good. It's terrible. But it's good. Is it Tara good? Because uh, it's Tara. I don't. I didn't want to go Tara good, but it is. I I did see that movie, and it's one of those things. It's, it's it's Miss B. It's it's Saturday afternoon. I'm like, okay, time to do some projects, and it's like, let's turn something on. Look, sand is bad. Let's watch this. And I didn't mean to, but I stopped cleaning <laughs> and I sit down and watch. It. it. Oh, was, really? All right. It was uh, yeah. I didn't expect to actually enjoy it, but it it was, it was Stupid, but kind of good.
3: It says here. It says. Uh, after engaging. an all after an all night party, hungover revelers awaken to a beating sun and a carnivorous beach that devours anything yeah. with a heartbeat.
1: And it's very much like Tremors in the in the in the fact that you know you 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 have to avoid uh, making noise and hitting the ground and and touching the ground that kind of stuff. Yeah. All right, yeah. I'm in. Whatever it takes. Just wash your feet before you get in my car. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs>
0: it's also
3: a movie in 2010 called Mongolian Deathworm, but we can probably avoid that. I, all right. I didn't oh. see that.
0: Uh, I did right. see Lair of the White Witch. Does that count? Nope. Nope, no all worms right. in that. Lair of the White Witch. I think I've seen that. That was like yeah. 80s with uh Richard Grant, right? Richard E. Grant? Yeah. I don't know what that yeah, is. Thomas Dolby did the soundtrack of that. Never heard yeah, of it. It's such a weird movie. What is That's it? That's the only reason I watched it.
3: Is it a horror movie or what are we talking yeah. about? Yeah. Yeah.
0: Gothic horror movie.
3: Okay. Well, you had me at horror movie.
0: <laughs> <laughs> um <laughs>
3: So, yeah, watch for, uh, watch for our next episode. No, so we're actually off next week, just to give people a heads up here. Uh, That's uh, summer business happening, and uh, we're not going to be here. But we'll be here the following week with Tremors 5 Bloodlines. So come on back and check us out then. Filmsack.com is the website. You can go check that out. Leave your comments. Hang out. Find all the stuff you need right there. And what else? FilmTack at gmail.com. On Twitter, we're at Filmsack. That's going to do it for us, for me, for Brian, for Brian, and for Randy. Oh yeah. Well <laughs> we'll see you next time. Aw oh, hell boy. <laughs> I see what you did. This show is part of the Frog Pants Network. Frog Pants Network. Get more shows like this at frogpants.com. Ah, shiny.